لا تقل لوحدي أو كيف السبيل أنت بالتحدي تصنع المستحيل Welcome back to the special focus. Um, now, with 58.5% of the national total of COVID-19 cases in South Africa, the Western Cape has been the epicenter of the outbreak in South Africa. We are joined now by Mr. Alan Windy, who is the Premier of the province. He's speaking to he's joined to speak to us about how his province is coping with the outbreak. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Mr. Windy, and welcome to the show. Hi, Zahid. Thank you very much. Good to be with you. All right. Now, I think there's a lot of negativity when it comes to the um, statistics of your province. Um, it would put one down when you think of how high the rate of infection, uh, how high the infection uh, count is in that province. But let's ignite some positivity. So what are the current recovery stats for your province? So, I mean, we've had a total of 8,500 cases. We've got over 3,000 recoveries. So we've got 5,200 uh, positive cases at the moment. Uh, obviously, remember that uh, you know over 90% of people that get uh, coronavirus will be able to uh, treat themselves at home, not even need a healthcare facilities. The 10% that do need healthcare facilities, 82% um, at the moment is is actually coming to our healthcare facilities and then going home. Um, obviously, big risk. Uh, when you get COVID-19 is the elderly and for us in the province uh, even more so is comorbidities so whether you've got uh, you know if you've got uh, heart disease hypertension diabetes you know those kind of uh, uh, diseases you are at risk so we always say to people if you're elderly or you've got one of those comorbidities or a few of them then you need to be protected and cocooned and looked after and uh, you you really need to uh, make sure that anybody in your family uh, that you you're giving that person the best care you can and that is making sure that they have the least contact uh, with with the general public and the outside world because that is going to protect them as we get through this. Mm -hmm. Now, Premier Wendy, how has your province been coping thus far? What are some of the challenges you've come across in dealing with COVID-19? Well, I think, first of all, um, you know, obviously dealing with uh, the lockdown. The lockdown is there for a purpose. Uh, it is a blunt instrument and it is there to get your health response in place. Uh, I think uh, we've done our modeling. We know that uh, we're going to have 80,000 uh, 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 symptomatic cases in the last week of, of June, first week of July. In that one week, 80,000 symptomatic cases. So, <clears throat> you know, when we hit, uh, you know, eight and a half thousand, we know that uh, we've still got quite a way to go. And, and um, we also know that... Uh, that we're doubling our cases probably every eight days at the moment, and we're monitoring that very closely. But we've got our health system. We've uh, you know we've got 7,600 hospital beds, of which 4,014 have been made available for COVID-19. We know that we've got about a thousand short, so we've put another 1,466 um, temporary hospital beds in place in our convention centre and in three other facilities uh, in Cape Town and, uh, and in the Winelands. Uh, and we've also got 18 temporary 
um, triage testing centers that we've put up that can also be converted to extra beds. And we're also looking, if necessary, we can put in extra beds in our in our hospitals as well. Um, we're also making sure we've got enough PPE. We we had 48 million rands of PPE a short while ago. Now we've got 100 million rands worth and another 250 million of order. Um, we've got to make sure that the 14,000 healthcare workers in this province are are looked after, and we've got a further 1,200 volunteers. Um, so it is about making sure that your health response is ready. Have you got enough oxygen? Have you got enough PPE, etc.? And, uh, and now what we've got to do is just manage that we don't allow the curve to grow too quickly. And that's this hotspot uh, program that we've put in place. We've developed it out in the Winelands uh, in, in Wittenberg. And uh, so far, so good. seems to be working. And now we're developing it in, in Tigerberg, in Kailita, and in the hotspots in the city. Mm. Now, how well do you think that the alcohol and cigarette ban has assisted the province in dealing with COVID-19, if it has assisted at all? I know there's quite a bit of controversy and debate which is currently uh, raging around the ban of cigarettes in particular. Um, And I believe that you were in talks with or you were intending on embarking in talks with President Ramaphosa to find a way around this. Um, Do you think this has helped in, in curbing the spread of the coronavirus? Has it assisted? So I don't think the cigarette ban, uh, you know, helped at all. I mean, I, I know that the health department saying that smoking is bad for you, but uh, we all know that, and I don't smoke, but I, I don't believe that banning cigarettes has, has really helped uh, slow the spread. In actual fact, I think in a way it increases the spread because now suddenly everybody's running around, uh, you know, in the dark, in the black market, trying to get their cigarettes. It's also aiding and abetting the illicit economy. And the illegal economy, and I mean that's that doesn't make any sense to me at all. And that's you know not uh, where we're looking at uh, you know dealing with the spread of the virus. I think definitely on the alcohol front, um, you know, uh, alcohol abuse, and uh, and of course alcohol, uh, too much alcohol. Uh, I don't think people follow the rules of social distancing and masks, etc. If uh, they are taking alcohol, so I'm sure that that did help. Um, but of course, we also are free citizens. So, you know, at, at some stage, you've got to change those. I mean, that, that, the alcohol component will be part of the, the next round of regulations, I'm sure. Um, but I definitely think that that, uh, that was a wise decision. Uh, if you have to sort of put the two against each other. Um, then, uh, you know, it's about, uh, how do we make sure that, uh, whether it's those two in the regulations or any other regulatory environment in slowing the curve. I think, uh, you know, I've said this a few times in the President's Ordinating Council, every decision we make on, uh, you know, around regulations, we must, we must base that decision on, is this going to make the virus spread faster, or is this going to slow the virus down, or will it make no difference at all? And you must apply that to when you put the regulations in place. And uh, so, for example, the exercise regime, uh, that regulation, the, the idea is that, of course, when you open it up, it could have a risk of spreading the virus. But then we bottlenecked it, and half of it was during the dark hours uh, of the morning because in the in the Cape, we, the sun comes up a bit later. So that didn't make any sense because as soon as you bottleneck people, you actually create congestion. And so whether it's bottlenecking people in a retail outlet or outside an ATM machine or in an exercise uh, time period, you know, that, so that also to apply common sense, I think, uh, a lot of times to the, to the regulations.
Mm -hmm. Now, on Thursday, Premier, you announced that you'd like to have the Western Cape move to alert level three of the lockdown as soon as possible. Um, the African National Congress has since labelled your calls as reckless and have also stated that transmission rates are the highest in the Western Cape because of grave mistakes made by your provincial government. And when I say grave mistakes, I quote, uh, I quote the ANC there. What's your response to this? Uh, well, they must tell me what those grave mistakes are. I think they're testing more than anybody else in, the South, in South Africa at the early stages um, was the right thing to do. Um, and when people say, but look at the look at how many cases you've got in an area, I'd say, but you know, how do we know that we've got those cases? It's because we've tested them. And uh, I mean, I, I don't think that was a mistake. I think that's exactly what we should be doing. And in actual fact, I think in South Africa, we are under testing. We should be testing way more than we are at the moment. And, uh, yeah, so, so definitely disagree on that. I also think that we're trying to find a balance. We've just spoken about whether we've got our health response in place for, for uh, you know, fighting this virus as best as we can. And that's what we use the lockdown for. Now, we, if we continue with lockdown, what happens is we, we don't only have a coronavirus disaster, we then have a humanitarian disaster. So this is about balancing between the sick and the poor. And, uh, you know, we, 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 we've got to make sure that uh, we're not focusing everything on the sick and then the poor just get poorer and eventually more people die of malnutrition than die of COVID-19. That doesn't make any sense at all. So I think the economy now needs to be loosened up, but it's not, it's not back to normal. It's the new economy. So the economy in the, of the future is going to mean social distancing masks in the business case, it's about it's about cleansing, it's about deep cleaning, it's about having those rules. Because no business needs to have people that work in your business getting sick. You need to protect them as best as you can. And no business wants to have uh, the label of you. That's where you spread the virus. So your customers are getting infected in your business. So you need to make sure that those are in place. But in that balance, I think we've got our health response. We need to make sure that the economic response is now is now uh, also given uh, sufficient attention. Definitely. Um, just quickly before we wrap up, I, let's just confirm: Are you, uh, are you, are you, are you, are you confident that your province is prepared to drop down to level three anytime soon? Yes, I am, uh, because we've got this new strategy called the hotspot strategy, where we zoom into those hotspots just to slow the virus. No matter what we do, we can do anything we want in the world. We're not going to end the virus. We're not going to stop it. We've got to slow it. Um, so we've got to make sure that we're putting measures in place to slow it while at the same time we're enabling people to earn a living, put food on their tables. Uh, you know, that's, that's what we've got to do is create that balance. It doesn't make any sense at all if our people are starving. And of course, the big problem is that uh, we're able to cater for people who were on UIF, and we're able to cater for people who've got a social grant. What about everybody in the middle? Those that, that's the missing middle. They weren't perhaps paying a UIF uh, payment, so they can't claim UIF, and they also are not uh, not indigent, so they're not getting a social grant. They're in the middle, and now they've got nothing. We've got to enable them to get their businesses going again. We've got to enable them to get back to work, to become entrepreneurs of the future in this new normal we must enable that. Otherwise, the opposite disaster is actually going to be worse than the COVID-19 disaster. Indeed. Um, 
as the leader of the Western Cape, I believe you might have a message to the public, if you would like to share it with the public. Well, for me, it's about, please, we've all got to play our part. Uh, this, this virus is attacking the world. Uh, we all need to make sure that we're caring for people that are sick. We are mitigating risk that none of us, uh, if we aren't sick, get sick, uh, and protect those who are the most vulnerable in our society. We all have a role to play uh, in this. And, and secondly, just uh, my absolute gratitude and thanks to everyone who's involved in the humanitarian support response, people who are out there making meals, people who are out there helping people who are in desperate and dire need. Um, I really, really do appreciate everything that you are doing to uh, minimize the risk and actually while we're fighting this, actually make us feel proud of South Africans. All right, that's where we leave it for today. Thank you so much for your time, Premier Alan Mate. That's pleasure. Thank you very much. That was the Premier of the Western Cape Province, Mr. Alan Winty, speaking to us about his province's preparedness for the peak of the infection of the COVID-19 um, as it stands.